0: following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. So if I'll catch you up, we've had several big prophecies, one that we're at a tipping point of critical mass, that God's ready to do something. The next one was, this: it's a season of now. Don't say it's four months from now. Don't say it's next year. It's now. So touch two of the people and say, I'm talking about right now. right now. Touch somebody else and say, I just give you now faith right now. I just give you now faith right now. So this is a season that we're in. And then the recent prophecy was that the next 90 days, it started, I guess, three weeks ago maybe. We would have 90 days of Isaiah 54, what I just read you. Now to give you a context: God's speaking to the nation of Israel in Isaiah 54, who've been in captivity for over 70 years. So you've got this weighty promise of God hanging over a whole nation, yet now they're in captivity for 70 years, and no promise is being fulfilled, no fruitfulness literally living under captivity. Let me go and give you a revelation. There's a difference between captivity and bondage. Bondage is from the devil. Captivity is from God. God, because he loves you so much, will put you in captivity to get you ready for what he wants to do in your life. He'll hide you somewhere so that he can preserve you from all that the enemy would want to do and all that people want to do. And it feels like he's forsaken you, but he's not forsaken you. He's just tucked you away and hid you, waiting for his timing. He wants you so precious, he holds you captive, waiting for his timing. And when he's ready, he'll loose you and let you go into your purpose and destiny. So touch three people, say it's ready time to get loose right now. Tell them, get loose now. See, whether you realize it or not, you've been being prepared. We've been being prepared. God's let us go through some stuff to prepare us for what He wants to do at Word of Life. Daniel preached so powerfully last week. Daniel Hughes, you did a great job last week and brought the Word of the Lord. I thought it was so powerful that Daniel said, I didn't, I didn't really get the love of God till I needed the love of God. And that's because He let me break every promise I'd made to Him. Some of us, God had to let us get out there for a while and break every promise we'd made to Him. Just to realize it's not us doing it. Some of us had to go through a season where we even fell into bad habits. Or maybe even some sinful behavior just to knock some judgment off of us. So they would realize that we can't judge everybody because of their actions, because we've needed God's mercy in our own life. You know, when you've needed God's mercy, you're a lot less likely to judge others. I know for me, God knocked off me the idolatry of what church even should be. What my expectations of church was. What I thought it was supposed to look like. Great article to read. Leaving Christian City to find the city of God. So much going on out here. It's actually Christian City. God's not there. Why? God's with the hurting. God's with the broken. God's with the forsaken. God's with the outsiders. Be careful of anybody who claims to be insiders and telling somebody else they're outsiders. Touch three people say, that's pretty good. He's not talking about that today, but that's pretty good right there. I'd be careful of anybody who's saying we're in and they're out. God God may let some of us just go through a season without favor. So we'd appreciate a season of favor. Some of us were just spoiled. Touch three people say, you've just been spoiled in some seasons. Tell them you've just been spoiled. You know what I'm talking about? You prayed, God answered. You gave, you got a harvest. You asked for a job, you got a choice of two. Walking around, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Less than highly favored. Didn't give you a decade in the crapper. You prayed for a job, your wife lost hers. Come on now. You gave, nothing came back. You prayed, God didn't. See, it cycles, God lets us, He prepares us in these seasons. Even David, who was a man of God's own heart, got in the season. And he said, God, is your, is your favor just completely gone? Have, have you forgotten to be merciful to me? Have I just made you so angry with me you've turned your back on me? See, I believe there's many people who have found themselves in that season. But that's not this season. And what happens in those seasons, we have to really listen to God when he's about to do something new. That's why God has sent us three prophets. To prepare us saying, get ready. Time is now. It's a tipping point. It's Isaiah 54. In other words, it's not that season. What happens in those seasons? I don't know about you, but I bent over the other day. To get something. And I found myself going, hmm. Like, and I realized for about two months, I've been making noises. Like, Why? What happens is as you age and you stop using some stuff that stuff gets tight. Come on, testify with me. And I realize, son, you better stretch. I mean, when you're watching a movie and get it to get popcorn and pull your hamstring, you better start stretching. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm convinced it's not necessary because we age, it's just we quit moving. We just quit moving. And so what happens when you get in a tight place or a place of captivity where you're unable to move, it gets to where you can't move. And so I was so taken back when I read Isaiah 54 again this week. I've been reading it every day in different translations, and in almost every translation it says a very, this very word it says, "Stretch, your curtain's out." Stretch, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch. Somebody say stretch. Stretch. Stretch out your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. What does that mean? Begin to move again. Begin to move again. Begin to remember how you moved in the past when you were in God's favor and move like that again. See, I'm, I'm like you. Look, we've had, there's, this had, this is not the first now season where life's had. We had a, we've had a couple of now seasons. One, when we very first started, we had a now season. And in that now season, we moved differently than we've moved this last decade. Because when there's an abundance, you move. But when there's captivity. (laughs) Understood? So we had just started the church. Had a very small budget and, 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 and just started. And somebody came along and they said, have you ever heard about Habitat for Humanity? I said, yes. I said, you build houses for the poor? Yes. How much are they? He said, they got a special deal. Jimmy Carter's coming to help us build. They're two for 60000 I was like, really? Give us two. Went to Josh, our administrator, and said, hey, I just signed us up for two Habitat houses. He said, how much are they? He said, $60,000. He said, my God, we ain't got $60,000 I said, I know, but it's six months down the road. He's like, I know, but we only have this much money. I said, God will provide. A month later, a guy shows up from India. Had an orphanage with 100 kids ready to go into it, but he needs $50,000. I said, well, we got to do that. They're like, well, we just, you just committed us to 60. I said, it's just another 50. I know, but we don't have 50. Well, it's six months from now. Touch you never say. Be careful moving like that. <laughs> now I'm not talking about presumptuous presumption, and I'm not talking about foolishness. I'm talking about knowing what season you're in. Six months came by, not a dime extra had come in, and we're 110 thousand dollars on the hook. I put you on the hook with me, and. <laughs> It came D-Day. Bev and I were living in this 400-square-foot cottage back here behind the church. Never forget, Bev, remember, knock on the door that morning, it, it was Josh, our administrator, just hung his head like this and put his hand out, and it was a check for $110,000. I, I said, where'd that come from? He said, I don't know. He said, somebody dropped it in the box. Said they got an inheritance, and they felt like they needed supposed to share it with us. And bam, done. Now, verses, we've been in a season... Can you help me with this? How much is it? $220. Uh-uh. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. So here's what happens to us. And I'm just using myself and the church as an example, but you can play it out in your own life. What happens is you get it. God puts you in this season. See, here's what God told me. God said, Ken, I put you and Word alive in debt so I could confine you so you can only do what I've asked you to do. Because if you had plenty of money, you'd be doing anything and everything, and a lot of it wouldn't even be my will. So I've confined you with debt, and so quit praying about it. Because I'll get you out when I'm ready. I'll put you in it. I'm the only one that can get you out of it. And so God puts you in this confining season, but when ready, God's ready to move in a new season, what happens is if you don't begin to stretch, If you don't begin to start moving, it don't have to be a lot, but if you don't start moving again, you're going to miss a season because you're going to think you're confined in an old season when God's already loosed you, and all you got to do is start stretching to find out you're probably more free than you thought you were. What am I saying? Dream again. Dream again what it could be. I know some of your dreams are crushed. Some of mine's been crushed. But dream again. Pray again. Take a step of faith again. Give some stuff away again. Clean out a room. Make ready for something else. Sit somewhere different on Sunday in church. It's my seat right here. I see you, Walkyman. Shake it up. Set in the balcony. You balcony people, get down here on the front, some son. You know, just just do. No, we just start doing something. Stretch, move, try something new. Worship in a new way. Pray a bold prayer. Read the Bible. Read the red and Pray for the power. Move like you didn't move. Move again. Just stretch again. Start moving again. Start dreaming again. I just started reading the Gospels again. Let Jesus come alive. I want Jesus to come alive again to me. I want to know him in a new way, a bigger way, an expanded way. Show me something new. I'm reading the Gospels again and seeing things I've never seen before. The prophet says God's doing a new thing. God's not making something better. He's doing something new. Shall you not know it? It's going to spring forth. Stretch. Begin to expect God to do something He's never done before. Come on. Stretch again. Move again. P- push your neighbor. Say, get, move over. I'm going to have to stretch a little bit here this morning. See, here's the problem most of us. You want to wait till you get it. And what happens, it passes you by. Because you're not ready for it. If God didn't need you to be ready, he wouldn't have sent the prophets to warn us. I love the way my wife moves in faith. She's so practical in it. And she takes what she has. She don't wait for something else. So there she's, she does a lot of these projects around here where we're trying to get houses ready and things ready. And so we're working on a project now. We don't have the money for it, but she didn't wait for the money. So what does she do? She takes what she's got. She's taking plants out of our yard and she's going putting those plants in that yard. And she's doing, she said, I said, what are you doing? She said, you got to start somewhere. If we're going to take the territory, we got to start making room. And then every day she's out there watering, planting these, praying, send it, send it in, Lord. Send it in, I'm, I'm ready for it. Stretching, moving. I've heard stories of people that are believing they're, they're barren, and so what they'll do is they'll build them a nursery. Come on. In other words, they'll start, just start stretching, just start believing again, just start moving again. Do something that you used to do or do something different. Just start making some, any kind of spiritual movement in this season is important. Touch two, three people said, so I'm getting ready to stretch. I thought of something else. Jesus told them this parable. He went to a synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Isn't it funny? A lot of people in church just trying to tell you what God can't do. You know, I get tired of people trying to tell me what God can't do. How about what God can do? God can do anything he wants to do, because with God, nothing is impossible. So there was a man with a shriveled hand there. In the instance, it said shriveled. That means at one time it was working. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely how he would heal on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, "Stand up in front of everybody." And he asked him, "Which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill it?" But that they but they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. How many churches would Jesus walk in today and be angry because of stubborn hearts who are saying what God can't do instead of talking about what God can do? Touch three people, tell them God can. Tell them God can. And touch them out say God will. So distressed at their stubborn hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. What's that saying to me? Seasons of trauma will cause you to withdraw. And you've been hurt, and you've been disappointed, and you've been discouraged, especially at church. Because church, we're good at it. Right? Right? So what happens is you, you, you reach out to engage and then you get hurt, you get disappointed, you get traumatized, you get hurt by people, you get hurt by God because you think God's supposed to do it a certain way and he doesn't. You prayed and it didn't work out and things happen, next thing you withdraw and a part of your life begins to wither. So Jesus comes and he finds a man with a withered hand. He doesn't say, "Be healed." He said, "Stretch it, stretch it." Know what he's saying? Reengage, get vulnerable again, take another opportunity. Yeah, you may get hurt again. Yeah, you may get disappointed, but reach out again. Take another move at it. Reconnect to the body of Christ. Reconnect with a loved one or relationship. Reach out again. Be vulnerable because it only happens through vulnerability that God can move you from where you are to where you're supposed to be. And God gave us a promise from Isaiah 54. He said, don't hold back. Don't don't stop. Why? You will not be ashamed in this season. You may have done it. It may have been disappointing in one season. But it's not going to be disappointing in this season. Reach your hand out again. Trust somebody again. Open your house again. Volunteer again. Believe again. Give again. Go to Fast Track next Sunday. Get empowered. Open a house of light. Go to missions. Take a step of faith go to Israel. The testimonies last year, people who had no money stepped out believing God gave them the money. It isn't about any of that stuff. It's about you. Because the devil would love for you to live life like this. Unengaged. I need to sit here a minute. Because so many of God's people are withering. Withering. You're sitting in church, but you're withering. You're coming to church, but you're withering. Why? You're not engaged. This is not the season to sit by and watch other people do things with God. This is the season to engage in the mission and watch God use you to fulfill His kingdom purposes. Reach your hand out over eight or ten people and tell them re-engage, re-engage, re-engage. The devil wants to paralyze you by fear. Keep you from engaging again with God and with God's people in the body of Christ. This is the season to engage, re-engage with kingdom purpose. What God wants to do. How God wants to move. God wants to use each and every, every person under the sound of my voice. You got a destiny. You got a purpose. God didn't purpose you to work a job and sit in a red chair once a week. That's not your purpose. God's got a purpose for you, God's got a calling for you. Re engage. This is the season to become spiritually employed. Give me something from the balcony. That's what I'm talking about. That's the happy people. If the rapture happens, they go first. Reengage. The enemy tries all his ploys to get you to. But all of a sudden, Jesus comes back and says, hey, stretch your hand for it. Lay hold of it again. Lay hold of your purpose. Lay hold of your destiny. I'm no different than you. I've, I, I've, last decade, I've been like. You know, I understand. I, I want to disengage. People hurt your feelings. People say stuff about you, and what you. Right. Life makes you. So, what happens if, if, forget church, just life. Don't grow old and miserable and bitter. I see people that get old and they're bitter and they're withered. There's no life because they. Instead of re engaging. Come on now. Can't that's good preaching right there. Just, just encouraging myself. True though, isn't it? I talk to people who don't want to get married again. Afraid of what happened in one, one gonna to happen in to the next one. Oh, fear paralyzes them. Won't start a business again because one failed. Won't 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 reengage in church because it's been hurt or disappointing. You I've to talked to other people who's had four failed businesses when the fifth one worked. I've read books about people who prayed for a thousand people and none got healed, but a thousand and one got healed, and everybody since then's gotten healed. Just stretch your hand out with me, will you? Just as an act of faith, Lord, we stretch our hands out to say we are going to re-engage in this season on some level with kingdom work to see our purpose and our destiny fulfilled in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. I thought about this this morning. I, I got to hurry. Look. They prayed in Acts 4. They said, Lord, behold their threats and everything. Look at this scripture. I read that this morning. It just jumped out at me. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with boldness we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And this picture is Michelangelo's creation of Adam. God's finger is the one stretched out. Adam's is the one like this. All God's waiting for Adam to do is this. Just a touch. Boom. God's reaching out his hand to us in this season. All we got to do is touch it. And then through us, signs and wonders and miracles and healings are going to occur in this season. God has stretched out his hands to us. We're stretching out our hands to him. And then we're going to stretch our, our hands to the hurting. And through us, God's going to do signs and wonders and miracles and deliverances and healings in this season in Jesus' name. All right, last. He told them this parable. No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch it on an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old and nobody pours new wine into old wine skins otherwise the new wine will burst the skins and the wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined no new wine must be poured into new wine skins that have been stretched or renewed is one word i think wine skin should be translated mind skin Because you get an old mindset. Good. Good. And God can't do something new because you're stuck in the old. And God loves the old, but He also wants the new and the old to be preserved. So He has to renew our minds. I got to thinking about this. Can anybody take a minute and praise God with me for stretchy jeans? Can we just thank God for stretchy jeans? I don't know about you, that changed my life right there, that changed my life, stretchy jeans. I used to wear them Wranglers, you know, and then I put on a pair of these and I was like, Lord have mercy. That's what God's talking about. Get you stretched back. (laughs) Quit quit letting your mind confine you to what God wants to do in this season. An old wineskin, it's made out of goatskin, and over time, it gets hard and rigid through weather. So what do they have to do? They dip it into water, and then they massage it with oil. And it brings back the stretch again. So what God is saying to us in this season is, He's wanting us to allow the Holy Spirit to enlarge our mindset. See, Bev knows much more about this. She's done an intense study on this. But the brain, they've proven, has elasticity. elasticity. It's not hardwired like we thought it was. Actually, your brain's got stretchy genes. And so what happens is, see, you, get, and it, you don't have to be old. I know teenagers that are in mindsets, especially our territory. I know 16, 17-year-olds in our territory, only thing they eat chicken fingers. I'm like, come on, brothers and sisters, there's more to life than chicken fingers. Get out of Alabama a minute. You know, come on, get some feta cheese. You know, do, I mean, come on now. I mean, but they're They're so limited. Come on, I'm serious. So limited. They've never been anywhere. They've not seen anything. They've not tasted it. They've not heard. And so they're limited and they get a mindset that this is all God can do. Or this is all that life is. Well, I've got news for somebody. My Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Your mind can't even comprehend the good things God has for those who love Him. This is your season to expand your mind, expand your territory. Believe the impossible. Try the inevitable. Let God do something big in your life. Let God rewire your mind. You're not going to be like this forever. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach. 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.